Hello, and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We're continuing on our Jay and Becca book journey with the four agreements, and we are on to the fourth agreement. Always do your best. Ah, uh, ain't it grand? <laughs> it is. It very much is. So, you know, one of the things that I honestly believe about human beings is that they don't. I don't, again, I don't, I think we are always doing our best mm-hmm. for the most part. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. human beings wake up and go, I'm going to half-ass my life today. <laughs> you know, I just don't. No. I don't, I don't think that, that people do that. I do like though, that what I'm after rereading this, one of the things that I'm clear about is that there is a lot of power and this goes back to my neuroscience stuff. There's a lot of power in finding out what the right flow is for you and understanding how much stress you need because all of us you know the the reality is your hypothalamic adrenal access right there's a level of flow all need so there's a level of stress so all of us need a level of stress like if you were just de-stressed all the time you didn't have anything to stress about you would get bored yeah right Mm -hmm. you'd be bored yeah and he talks about this um in the next chapter when you overdo you deplete your body you go against yourself and it will take you longer to accomplish your goal but if you do less than your best you subject yourself to frustration self-judgment guilt and regrets now what i assert is that we're all doing our best we all we are we are always all doing our best but as we become more conscious and more mindful and become people who are living life on purpose rather than by default I think there's a lot of power in starting to understand when do I tip over the edge of stress? When do I tip over the edge? When does my cortisol just flip over the edge to where I'm being run by my limbic system and I'm hijacked and I'm ruminating and I'm in that world versus when am I bored? Because what we're looking for is optimal flow. Right? We're looking for just enough stress that it keeps me excited and in the game and wanting to play and just enough downtime that I'm not frying my brain out. I'm not run by my cortisol. I'm not run by my, you know, drama. And mm-hmm. so I think doing your exactly. best is a lot about really starting to be the master. And I love that he talks about being the master um, of your domain. One of the things that I, I highlighted at some point he said, practice makes mastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Practice makes master. Um, is what If you hear your best always over and over again, you will become a master of transformation. Practice makes the master. Times we talk about practice, 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 practice. Progress, not thing, perfection. Progress, right. not perfection. And, yeah. and doing your best isn't about being perfect at it. It's about doing your best at any given moment, and that is reflective of your best, not Jay's best or Becca's best or, or you know, your husband's or your girlfriend's or whatever, or that person that you admire and you want to live their life. That's their best. This is about right. you mastering your personal best, and I think that that is such an important part of it. Because we do get into that comparison game 
so quickly, especially I think even when we're trying to, you know, be transformed and transform our lives, we start to look to other people and say, gosh, you know, they're so much better about this than I am. And I've, I didn't do good, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you're not doing your best anymore because you're trying to be somebody else's best and that's never going to work. Yeah. And I love that they say that when you're doing your best, and this is this is what I don't buy about this one one sentence I don't necessarily buy, because I don't think that doing your best, maybe it's being when you're conscious. Maybe if I put in the word when I'm conscious of doing my best, how about that? Because he says when you do your best, you don't give the judge the opportunity to find you guilty or to blame you. If you've done your best and the judge tries to judge you according to your book of law, you've got this answer. I did my best. I don't think many humans have a book. I think when we are conscious that we're doing our best, we can give up that constant for and live. That's why I think constant forgiveness and that world of like be having our eye on really being kind to us and giving up the judge is so important because I don't, I assert that most people cannot give themselves a break enough to say, I'm just doing my best. Most people can't do and I think that when those words are uttered, it's in defeat, not yes. in yes. reality. Yes, yes. Yeah. So people yeah. say, I'm just Great. doing my best. It's Great. like, that's a defeatist statement. It's like they're saying, I can't do any better. I, I'm a failure. I'm just out here and this is all I've got to offer versus yeah. I'm doing my best and feeling like good about that, being like, I, I did my best. Yeah. And, and that's all I can do. And, you know, the people that the only people I've ever seen be able to do that are people are people who are grounded in their worth and grounded in their um, abilities and know that they're doing their best. And it doesn't come from that place. One of the things that I really enjoy, one of the reasons I really enjoy watching a little bit of the Olympics is these people to get to the Olympics. How good do you have to be to get to Olympics? I mean, Yep. Exactly. Exactly. No, no. It's coming from like an excuse or a defeatist mentality of the that your best isn't good enough. And so I'm just doing my best means, and that's where I think the just word comes in. Instead of saying, I'm just doing my best, I'm doing my best. You don't need the qualifier. And I'm trying so hard. I don't know if other people out there do this, but I'm trying to remove the word just from my vocabulary in general. Um, women do this all the time, you know. I just wanted to pop in and check and make sure that project was getting completed, you know. No. Is the project In other words, completed? I'm apologizing for doing that. Exactly. So it's all an apology. 
Right. And so when you when you use that cl- clarification of just doing my best, you are giving yourself an excuse and out and you know that it's got to be that that Olympic skater if they just if they came in and said I'm just doing my best, you know, I'm just doing my best, then they're not going to get to the Olympics. Right. <laughs> because yeah. That's for sure. They're never really sure. doing their best. Yeah, yeah, we're never going to make it there. And if my best is different, you know, that's the other thing is I think that we get into clear comparison mode. And he talks a little bit about this, but, you know, we get into comparison mode about, you know, so my best might be that I am, you know, I win my local ice skating competition. And that's my best. And I'm just am thrilled to death that that happened. Or I'm just out there, I ice skate twice a week or whatever. That's my best and I'm thrilled about it. And that's okay. I don't have to be an Olympic skater in order to do the best and be the best. My best is different than the Olympic skater's best. They have a different level to achieve. They don't give a crap about marketing, but you know, like my best in terms of my business is different. You know, like that's what I, my focus in or being a mom or whatever it is, we all have different levels of what that looks like. Yeah. And again, going back to assumptions and being impeccable with your word and not taking things personally, when we're doing our best, then all of those things happen and we stop judging what against other people. Well, at least we are in an attempt to do our best around those things. And then if we're really doing our best, if we fail at being impeccable with our words, we don't beat the hell out of ourselves and never do it again. And it's like we continue to get up, dust ourselves off. One of the things I think that I want to point out is one of the things I like to do is be so practical, have such guideposts that people can't miss them. You know, so that's why I say watch the words that are coming out of your mouth, because that is a very specific clue. You hear something come out of your mouth. That is a very specific clue of your belief system. Watch when you are ruminating. You, you can hear yourself like arguing for the threat. That is a signpost you have been hijacked. Right? This is a yes. symptom of hijack. It is very clear. There is no doubt that when you're ruminating on a threat, when you're thinking to yourself over, over and over again, I should have said this. I can't believe I didn't say this. But guess what? You're hijacked. Okay, That is a symptom of hijack. So he points to a couple of things that I want to – point to that are big signposts for whether we're doing our best or not, right? So one of them is that you are doing it because you want to, right? He says, Mm -hmm. if you take action because you have to, there's no way you're doing your best. So any should, have to, any of that doesn't qualify under doing your best. Doing your best is doing it because you want to, because it makes you happy, because it's you know, and so if you're shooting all over yourself, that is not in the vein of doing your best. Exactly. Doing yep. your best yep, 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 yep. is when you are doing it because you want to, doing it because you're called to, doing it because it's something that you want. The other thing that I, I, and I just thought of this, but I think it's important. You're also, when you're doing your best, you're in action. Now, I'm not saying. Yes, that's that, the part that just went ding. When I started reading about action, I was like, right. holy shit, yes. I think it's important because I, now I'm not going to say that sometimes 
doing your best might be not to take action, right? Sometimes True. it might be to, you know, sit with yourself for a minute and be still, right? But I think there's something very powerful around understanding that when you're doing the best, your best, you're generally going to be in action because action creates clarity. And any time that you take a step towards something and do put yourself in action, you're going to be getting more clear about what you want and continuing to create, you know, better, 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 better. It's when you're up in the corner, sucking your thumb, not taking any action. I'm clear that's not your best. Right. And I'm, like, yeah. you know, me, there's going to be days where I think you should pull the covers up over your head and not go anywhere. I think every human being. But I think that that's an act, but that's also an action. Like that's self care. Yeah, self care is in action. But in action. I think that that's something that I didn't deal with. I never thought about it that way. I thought about it as a, you know, if I was I, that almost out of integrity, if I threw the covers over my head one morning. But the fact is that if I do that, especially now that I know myself better and I can feel how that works for me. And what that will do for me in the end, it is it's actually me being in action to take that time for some some self care and some you know downtime that I need to have that. But you're not going to do that every day for a year, right? I mean that he says it's flat out right here. Inaction is sitting in front of the television every day for years because you're afraid to be alive and take the risk of expressing what you are. Exactly. Expressing what you are is taking action. It's about living fully. You know, inaction is about the way we deny life. You know, that's, I think, part of the beginning of that paragraph. It's about the way we deny life. Amen. It's like when we are not in action, we are like shutting out and saying, nope, mm mm. And that's not what self care is. That's not what, you know, some downtime is. It is about rebuilding yourself in order to, you know, maintain that, that your best level that you're, uh, as you're in action. If you don't take that time, you know, you're going to hurt yourself eventually. Eventually you're going to fall apart. I personally also loved his, um, his, the using Forrest Gump as an example. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just think this is so perfect because I think we all have seen that movie. We all know Forrest Gump. We all think about like it, but I don't think that you think about it in the terms of he just literally did his best at whatever he did and he reaped these rewards. Yeah. But it was not, there was at no point where he said, I'm going to, I want to meet the president, you know, or I want to become a pin, pin, whatever, pin pong, pong 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 ball champion or whatever. He, received all of these rewards and blessings because it was just he was doing his best Mm -hmm. and the rewards came there was nothing about it he didn't do any of those things in order to achieve something and whew what a good reminder that we tend to to focus our best on the reward so if I do my best I get paid you know, I'm going to be a multimillionaire, you know, or if I do my best, I'm going to have a perfect relationship. Or if I do my best, my kids are going to grow up to be, you know, neurophysicists or whatever it might be. It's like that end result versus just doing your best for the fact that that's what we should be doing. Yeah. Instead of 
what the end result is going to be. Right. Yeah. And I think that, that that's one of the things that's important that we keen into around doing our best is most of the time I would assert as humans, when we're saying to myself, I'm not doing my best or I need to do better. I think it comes out as I should do better. There's some should, would, could, I, blah, blah, blah. That's again, self beating ourselves up. Most of us are always doing our best. I really believe it. I really, I, I again, I don't think you, you wake up. I mean, most of us are, I do know people who, you know, I mean, either through addiction or through whatever it is, have been hiding from life most of their lives. Now, you know, my philosophy on that is that's what they came here to do. Awesome. Good for you. You know, I mean, you signed up to be an addict in this lifetime and, you know, who the hell am I to judge? And, and, and the contrast of you being a, an addict and pissing away your life might be exactly what motivates me to get out there and make a difference. Maybe that's why you're here. I don't know. So I don't judge mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But for myself, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, for myself, I believe most of us are, you know, always doing our best. You know, I think that we're, for the most part, always doing that. And I think keeping in mind your flow and keeping in mind, especially back to relationships, if you are over-functioning in a relationship and you are dragging someone behind you who is under-functioning, check yourself. That, <laughs> that level of over-functioning, it, it, it goes back to that same piece of understanding your flow. Like if you've got too much on your plate, when you overdo, you deplete your body and go against yourself. Right? Uh -huh. Hear that. When you overdo, you deplete your body and go against yourself. And it'll take longer to accomplish all your goals. So, you know, having your eye on, am I an over-functioner? And we, get into, we can get into talks about dysfunction all day long as a, somebody who is, um, you know, pretty clear about my level of codependency that I've been working to transform my whole life. I've been an over-functioner, right? I've been that person that takes care of alcohol. Oh, yeah. And takes care of addicts and always lets them stay with me. And, I'll, you know, like I just... I've been an overfunctioner. I've had a lot of underfunctioners in my life. And the more I, I just, I get to where I'm in my world doing my best, really not overfunctioning, right? Not overdoing, but getting in my flow. All of those things kind of fade away. And I've got a whole bigger, clearer picture of what's in front of me because I'm doing my best. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. God, you know, it's one of those things, too, where when you start to, and this is why this book, you know, is so incredibly valuable, it, at it, at it, it's, it seems so basic, you know, basic. like, be impeccable <laughs> with your word. It's basic, basic thought, but at the same time, it is like, we just don't live in this, re this is not the reality of the world that is right now. Yeah. Like, this is not how people function as they walk through the world. Predominantly. Predominantly, predominantly. And the goal I think that you have, and that, you know, really where you came from, from originally of like being sort of this beacon of carrying this message and trying to reach as many people as possible and why we started this podcast is that we want more and more people to realize that the simplicity of this is reality and that yeah. these are very like basic things to, to think about 
And if we can get to a place where these are the way, this is what we're doing, you know, we're, we're focused in these, these four areas and we are doing this, all of the rest sort of slides into place and, it, and all the other work that we talk about is so much easier to accomplish as well. You know, like I can deal a lot better with my triggers and hijacks if I'm in a place of following the four agreements. Yeah. I, I can deal better with my, my body issues or weight loss or, you know, divorce or you know, Anything that raising comes kids or whatever it is if I'm living within these four agreements. So the transformation that you have you know, brought to us over these years, and I think it's so important why we brought this book to the table first, is yeah. this is where, Jay, you have made such a profound difference in so many people's lives, is directing them to these things and then giving them the ability to be reminded of them over and over and over again and creating a community where we can, if we're all living in this space, imagine what the world, you know, imagine what we can all create together if we just start with these basic things. And I just appreciate you so much for... Well, thank you. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things I appreciate are people who came before me so I can, I mean, I'm one thing I know you know, about myself is I'm not the guy who's going to invent the thing, but I'm always the guy who can make it better and make it more practical. Um, and so I appreciate people like Don Miguel who have gone before me because, you know, my, my, my style, my, my way of doing things, especially without thinking sometimes is rather than I could, I could say, okay, follow, be impeccable with your word, do it, follow these four agreements. I say things like, just don't be a dumbass. Like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> How about we just make this rule? Don't be a dumbass, right? Don't so, be a dumbass. Because rule number that's one. My, you know, it's like I really appreciate people who can break it down into, hey, let's do these, let's do these things, which really all boils down to don't be a dumbass. Um, but uh, it gives us it gives us a lot of steps, um, or, or I think it gives us some concrete concrete steps. And then my job is to come back and make them even more practical and easier. And in my work and in my book. This is all about integrity. I mean, you know, I'm constantly hammering you, hammering all of us about, you know, if you want to be your most authentic self, get yourself in alignment, get yourself in integrity, get your, those, get your most authentic self aligned. These four agreements are the, the, or a key to that alignment. Right. Right. If you're practicing the four agreements, you're doing your best. You're being impeccable with your words. You're not making assumptions. You're take, not taking things personally. It is you're going to feel your alignment start to line up way, way powerfully. So it's pretty exciting. Next week, when we we come back, there's another chapter, right, which is breaking old agreements, and that's mm -hmm. when that's where we get into undoing some of the crap we've already wired ourselves up. So um, I look forward to that too. But I love this book because it's a it's short, and like I like them. Uh, it's short. <laughs> you can read one paragraph in, you know, or one chapter in 15 minutes, and uh, then that's all you need uh, for the day. So I really appreciate it a lot. I love this. I love this book. So thanks for doing the books with me. It's fun. Yeah, I can't wait to figure out what our next one's going to be. Uh, if you guys have some ideas of books that you'd like to see us do with Jay and Becca books, let us know. I mean, obviously, we've got a list that we've got, but 
um, you know, thinking about in our heads. But if you have one, you know, if we hear several people say the same book that we've got in our list, you know, Unless it's we'll, really long. We'll push that one forward. <laughs> yeah. Don't send us a long Jay's book. Jay's not going to read a long book. <laughs> no. No. Right He'll now. just say, no, thank <laughs> Anything you. much over 100 pages. And I'm like, ah, ah, dang and dead. Unless it's a novel with a really good story that I can't get into. <laughs> yes. Or really, like, short chapters that we can just, like, yeah. cover over exactly. a long period. Yeah, we can always do the uh, Cliff Notes version, you know. Um, Probably. I don't know. But I just, you know, I don't like long books, so I'm not going to read them. Um, I will say that I do like, you know, we've got books like the Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity or I like ones that have uh, four, like four things we can talk about that might be fun. Stuff like that. Agreed. Or, yeah, like the James Canfield and all that stuff. I do want to say, as before I go, because I highlighted this one, then I went back and highlighted it again in this chapter, and I think this is, in the end, what we talk about all the time is, it says, you were born with the right to be happy. You were born with the right to love, to enjoy, and to share your love. You are alive, so take your life and enjoy it. Yeah, great. That's great. This is close, Becca. Thank you. <laughs> That's <Perfect> it. <laughs> That's what matters. All right, guys. Well, we will see you in the Facebook group, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going. Or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.